Hey, aloha, everybody. This is the Jeff Reinbold Show brought to you by 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK on the Pro Football Ireland network of podcasts. This is our questions segment where the fans get a chance to ask questions. But we got before we go to the questions, we got a special guy uh, and, a, and a guy that I wanted to bring on the show. His name is Michael George, and uh, he's significant in that Michael is uh, a coach in the, in, in the United States. He worked with the XFL. Is it Arlington, not Dallas? Correct, Michael? Yeah. So this this year in uh, in twenty three, uh, we uh, were the Arlington Renegades. All right. Michael was uh, worked with the defensive line at the Arlington Renegades, and he's going to do a clinic tonight for share the knowledge. And before I get to Michael with a few questions, I just want to give a plug to share the knowledge because this is an opportunity for you know NFL coaches, CFL coaches, XFL co- coaches of all levels to get together and talk ball, exchange ideas. And if you're a fan of football, if you're just a fan of the game and want to learn more about the game, this is an opportunity for you to, to click on and go to share the knowledge. And uh, Michael will be, when is your, when's your clinic tonight, Mike? Uh, it's uh, eight uh, Greenwich Mean Time. Okay, so if you're if you're in the UK, it's H it's eight o'clock Greenwich Mean Time. That is Michael. You got to help me here now, Michael McWade. When is that in New York? <laughs> I I feel like that time is it, it'd be three o'clock in, in New York. See, yeah, there's a guy. All right, now where what time will it be in Dallas for all our Dallas listeners? Yeah, so yeah, it's two o'clock here in Central Time here in Texas. All right, let's get to it. All right. You're going to do a clinic tonight and talk about SIM packages. And if you could just decipher that, what that is in football lingo to the fans. Yeah. So a simulated pressure is uh, a blitz package that uh, appears or appears to be a blitz package. That's why it's simulated. But we're going to bring out either a linebacker or a defensive back, but we're going to drop one of the traditional uh, rushers, a defensive lineman. And so by bringing one and dropping one or bringing two and dropping two, you're actually only bringing a four-man rush, but you're bringing it in a non-traditional way. And so it gives a look uh, that is maybe more complicated, but it really tries to be simple for the defense. Okay. Now, fans, so just so that you can get some context on this, this has really become the way that people pressure more and more in pro football and high level college football because of the fact you don't want to expose your secondary to man to man coverage. And this, the, the beginnings of this really go back probably 30 years. And the guy that really was the first one to really make it popular was Dick LeBeau with the Steelers and that zone blitz package that a, that they had. Uh, Obviously you can go all the way back to the 46 with buddy Ryan. They did some of it, but people have really, taken it and you look at what Minnesota is doing right now in the NFL and you see a tremendous amount of it. Michael, when you are, when you game plan for a quarterback and yep. you're saying, okay, we've got to show him pressure, but we've got to get out of it. What are the things when you start building your package, what are the things you look for? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that we always talk about is pre-snap or post-snap reads. Um, as far as what are we showing them 
um, the offense, whether that's the offensive line or the quarterback, whoever's setting protections and things like that um, before the ball is snapped. And then where are we trying to get to post-snap um, and putting our players in a position to be successful, to be able to get that done. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's what you guys are doing is really, really cool because you know, when you talk about pressuring the quarterback, you know, in my mind, it comes in two facets. It comes in physically pressuring him, which is bringing more than you can block or at least, you know, creating one on ones for your pass rushers. And then there's also the mental pressure that you put on the quarterback. And great point that you mentioned. Most of the time in high level football, the center is going to call the protection. So you're showing the center maybe a middle open read and then getting to middle closed or whatever. But um, fans, if you want to hear this presentation, go to share the knowledge tonight, click in and you can join Michael and the rest of the coaches because there'll be coaches from around the world doing this. How did you get involved in this share the knowledge? Yeah, I, I had reached out to Tarika, you um, who, uh, who running share the knowledge and um, on, just on Twitter. And it's amazing democratization of knowledge, you know, nowadays that we have because of social media, because we have the internet that we can share um, across the country, across the world. And it's something that I think I really became aware of back in COVID times, back in 2020, because so much, so much of those clinics, so much of the learning had to happen online and now it's just such an opportunity. Um, and I've always been interested in the game. I had a friend played uh, in the UK uh, years and years ago after we finished college ball. And and so to be able to connect with, you know, uh, with with Tariq, with a former you know head coach of the London Olympians and, you know, to be able to talk about uh, some of the history that's that's there in the UK, but also in Europe uh, more broadly. And as we expand and cr- try to grow the game uh, worldwide. Well, you know, we go back an awful long time in this country trying to, you know, on this process. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I noticed when I first came over here was there was kind of a provincialism. Like it was almost like that squirrel who had a nut and was going to share it with the rest of the squirrels. But we know as Americans in the game that some of the best knowledge is shared on napkins at the convention or at a bar or whatever, where you, you constantly, you put the napkin down and say, what would you get, do against that? And then you say, you do this. And there's a, there's a constant sharing of ideas. And that's what you're doing now is just doing it in a 2023 format. Yeah, and again, it just, it makes it so much more accessible. You know, it's, there's, in those, in the olden time, when it was at a clinic, when it was in an airport, when it was on the road recruiting, um, you'd connect with the people that were with you, but now, um, you know, high school coaches, uh, semi-pro coaches, youth coaches, international coaches, we can all get together because we all have something to learn and, and you have the ability to learn from everyone. Um, and so when you have that perspective, you know, as a lifelong learner, as someone who wants to be great and be good at your craft that, you know, why would we restrict who we're talking to? I want to hear from everybody. I want to hear what you got. If you can beat me, hey, I want to hear it because then I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. Better, bro. Yeah. yeah, and that is how you get better. Hey, man, I, I won't keep you any more because I know you got to go through your final preparations for your presentation. 
I'm going to be on the line tonight. I, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. And for every coach that's out there, and we have listeners all the way from Australia to Russia, um, really click on tonight and listen to what Michael has to say. I think it'll help you grow as a coach. And certainly it'll expand your contact base because we're all robbing the same train. We're all trying to make this game better. Michael, I appreciate you taking the time to come on with us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. That's really cool, man. When you, you know, this is what this is all about, bro. You're in Ireland. I'm in the UK. Michael's back in Texas. We've got viewers and listeners from around the world that all just want to do what? They want to grow the game. They want to know the game. They want to be, you know, they're they're invested in this unbelievably great game that we call American football. I love it. And you can see, like, whether it's you being at a live event, um, me sitting somewhere at a live event or having somebody on. There's so many different elements to that. And that's, that's a prime example there now of that there. And I know you've a lot of hopes and plans, more plans than hopes when you come to Ireland in terms of helping the local game out as well. So certainly very, very uh, grateful for that. So no, it's it's going to be good. And like obviously appreciate Michael's going on, especially when it's a very, very busy time. And the very, very best luck tonight for that clinic. I'll try and, I'll try and pop on. Um, Certainly. So questions, Jeff? Let's take them. Because if you got them, we're talking about them. Okay, so let's have a look. Royce, Royce, Royce. So we said before, Shane is looking forward to watch the game. Shane's a Patriots fan. God help. He can't stay for that. Shane, I got to ask Shane a question, right? And Shane, let me throw this one to you, and then you can come back with your retort, right? Is it a little bit hard to watch the Patriots right now? Because I'm just going to tell you, for me personally, it's really difficult. Because when I see that insignia and I see those uniforms and I see all of that, and I just, it's so hard to think this is what they are. And, you know, as Bill Parcell said, you are what your record says you are. Uh, Brandon Wheels, we met him a few weeks ago. He's got you as your pic as his picture, look. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there I love it. Go. There, there were that morning, it was lovely and cold in Glasgow. Yeah, good afternoon, lads. <laughs> Who would have thought that, that the Dolphins would currently be the number one seed? I would have bit your hand off just for an AFC's title. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I mean, like, it's it just feels like Jeff, it's like it's opening up. It is opening up. I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's saying it's easy for him. It's not, but it is opening up. It, it certainly it certainly is. And, you know, like uh, when we look back at when where we were in August, when we talked about the Chiefs, we talked about the Bills, we talked about, you know, those kinds of teams. Right. And certainly there was expectations, higher expectations in Miami. There were higher expectations in Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, all those places in the AFC. But to think that the you know, the Finns are where they are right now, sitting with the number one seed. Obviously, Brandon, the only thing I would say is tap the brakes because you still have five games to play and you need to win and be 1-0 and every week because more, probably more than any other team in the National Football League, with the, maybe the possible exception of Dallas, the Finns need to play at home in the playoffs. They don't need to be playing in the North in those cold weather games and all of that. They need to be in South Florida, you know, cutting it loose, 
in warm weather and then get an indoor Super Bowl in Vegas. And I'm going to tell you something, they're going to be hard to beat if they can get that number one seed in the East, in the AFC, rather. Time will tell, Jeffrey. Uh, we have got from the UK, good teams win, great teams cover. Hello, guys. How's it going? Love it. Both number one seeds are up for grabs, Jeff. Which teams are going to secure all that important home field advantage? Well, we just talked about how important it is for Miami. And I think it's important for Philadelphia, although I think Philadelphia could travel and, and you know, would be a better travel team than the Cowboys would be. Uh, I think Kansas City would be a much better home, you know, home team than a road team in the playoffs. Um, San Francisco, I think, is equipped to go anywhere and, and you know, do the take care of their business because I think they're the best team in football right now in terms of balance and depth and all of this, those things. A uh, big shout out to Damian Brennan watching this live. Shout out to Luke Walsh watching this live as well. Appreciate you guys. Connor McSweeney, big Niners guy. Does this game on Thursday night really have to happen? He has got a question. He's from Ireland. Uh, shout out. And I, Connor, we've, we've put this on the Pro Football Ireland podcast. I'm nearly certain, but it hasn't come out yet because I've been too busy. It's coming out this evening. Jeff's podcast out on Friday morning. Um, Connor is from the Irish Faithful saying, Jeff, if you can give the Irish Faithful having our Christmas meetup a shout out in Sky Sports this weekend. I'll give you a rake of pints. Are you allowed to sit in Sky Sports? Probably? No, and, and let me just say this, Connor. I would more than, I'd be more than happy to do that. It's just that, you know, regulations at Sky don't allow us to give personal shout outs. And, but we can and say it right now. Kind of things. But I will do, I will say this. This is a personal shout out from this show and Pro Football Ireland and 888 Sports. You know, and I, I, I hope, I hope, that maybe we can get two minutes to go live with you at your meetup on Christmas because I would do that from the studio. I am hoping to be in Dublin. It's, it's TBC. I'm hoping to be there. And if not, um, for people wondering, if you're a Niners fan, NFL fan, whoever you support, it's in Buskers and the Ball and Temple Bar. Uh, those guys have been very, very supportive of us. Pro Football Ireland, Jeff, uh, even whenever you know Neil and everyone came over as well, very very supportive. Come to events, so uh, great guys. I can't speak highly enough of them. So thank you very much uh, to all to all you guys and the very very best luck for this weekend. Whether I'm there or not, I'll I'll know more tomorrow. Mike, can I can I just interject for a second? If you are having a meetup, whether you're in the UK, you're in Scotland, you're in Ireland, you're in Northern Ireland, I don't care where you're at. If you're in the desert, Namibia. If you're wherever you are, if you're having a meetup. Let us know on this show and we will publicize it on this show because I think I talked to some Saints fans the other night and they just had a get together up in Scotland. Those things are so critical for the growth of the game and for the fans and their fan bases here. If you are going to have a meetup, let us know and Michael and I will certainly pub it for you. We've got a few more questions before we go off. Joe from Dublin. I'd love to hear Jeff's take on the Don DeSanto incident. Should he be allowed to? Should he be allowed to get involved? With that? Can, can, can we ask? Can we answer that question? All right. You, now you're going to get a you're going to get a rant, not a take. Okay. First of all, what in the frick is that guy doing on the sideline? Right. He's a security guard. How many hundreds of security guards do they do they? 
do they hire to protect the, the sideline and the you know keeping fans out in the stands and all that stuff? Who are you be? Who are you? Who, security got what that, that Sirianni's going to get punched by one of his own players? I mean, I, what is you? Why are you there? What is your purpose to walk your big fat ass with the head coach over to congratulate the other head coach after the game? I don't. I, I, what are you there for, right? And then, secondly, you have even if you're down there, just like a trainer, just like a strength coach, just like every other person that's on the sideline, you have a job, and you have no. And I mean, not a single, there is no reason for you to ever front up another team's player, ever put your hands on another team's player. And I would have wished Drake, Drake Greenlaw would have dropped your fat ass. Now, is that going to cost, is that going to cost Drake Greenlaw money? Yes, it is. And I hope the commissioner or the Eagles or somebody else goes to the Eagles, finds the Eagles and finds that guy. For, for putting his hands on a player. You have no business doing that. None. My rant's over. Drop the mic. <laughs> now nah, I'm just serious. I mean, I like you're right, you're right. So what is it? Like this all this this phenomenon began in the Southeast Conference, where college coaches had a state policeman walk with them over to the other side, over to the other sideline. So that if it's Ole Miss, there's a Mississippi state policeman. And if it's Alabama, there's an Alabama state policeman. And they and they get some guy in a hat and he walks over. Who are you protecting the guy from? Snipers? Then put a bulletproof vest on, right? So now it gets carried over into the NFL. And we got, we got, like, the guy looks like he's an extra at the Sopranos. And I don't know the guy. He may be a great guy, but he has no business on the sideline. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love this. I, I don't want the season to end. Finally, a man that we shared a pint with on Saturday, Cy Carl. Remember him? Yep. I know you've talked about this, but maybe because this this is developed. So for people listening to this, this is Thursday evening. Maybe it's changed since Sai says, thanks, Sai. Appreciate support, man. Really, really, really do. Um, I'd love to hear Jeff's thoughts on Florida State's admission from the college football playoff, and in particular this, quote-unquote. Would the committee have left out Alabama for FSU if the exact rules were reversed? Bama were unbeaten. The Noles were 12-1. and And Jalen Miller had been injured? That's a great question. Well, I think I think here's the thing, and, and this is this is an imperfect science. It's an imperfect process performed by imperfect human beings, right? And so we have to understand that it's not going to be a perfect solution. The reality of it is that the the commission is taxed, or the this group of people is taxed with the with the responsibility of picking the four best teams in college football for the playoffs, right? This is an unreal year where you have unbeaten teams and once beaten teams not in the in the tournament. It has never been. It has never happened in the in the history of the playoffs that an unbeaten team conference champion isn't in the playoffs. 
right? But the reality of it is when you look at Florida State and you look at Alabama and you look at Georgia, right? Because those were the ones that we're really talking about here. You know, Michigan was going to get in because they're undefeated and Big Ten champion. Uh, Washington was going to get in because they're undefeated and Pac-12 champion. Texas had beaten Alabama, so that and they had style points galore. That's what got them in. Well, you look at Florida State, and Florida State plays in the ACC, which does not have the reputation or has not earned yet the reputation of the SEC. The SEC is the best football conference in the United States. I don't think anybody would debate that. Alabama did not lose a game in the SEC. They lost their one game to Texas. Now, Florida State fans counter with, yes, but we were undefeated just like Michigan, just like Washington. The, the challenge for Florida State is they lost their top player, their quarterback, right? And yes, they were undefeated. But let's take a look at the ACC. The ACC this year is not particularly strong. Miami underachieved. North Carolina underachieved. Clemson underachieved. Pitt underachieved. Syracuse got their head coach fired. Boston College was 6-5. and five. I mean, NC State underachieved. So it wasn't a great year for that league. When you look at where I think the beef is, not with Alabama, their beef may be with Washington because Washington plays in the Pac-12, which is, okay, let's look at the Pac-12. Washington State, good team, not great team, right? Oregon State, good team, not great team. Stanford, bad football team, right? Utah, good team, not great team. Couldn't find a quarterback all year. UCLA, good team, not great team, right? Arizona, nah, good team. Arizona State, bad team, right? The only game they really had to win or had to compete to win is Oregon. And they and granted, they beat them twice. And that's what I think got them in because that's two signature wins. And when you look at Florida State's schedule, I don't see two signature wins in Florida State's schedule. So I think that's the reason, plus the quarterback, that Florida State was left going out. And Mike Norvell has done a phenomenal job at Florida State because that was a bad job when he took it over, right? But not everybody can go to the playoffs. And that and they had to make a decision, and that's the way it, it came down. Did they boycott the question? Boycott what? The Orange Bowl. Well, I mean, they can. That's their choice. Do you want to turn your back on all those millions of dollars? I, I think what they should do is take part in Everham. Well, I, I'm going then... to just say this. Let me tell you what drives college football, right? George Washington's, right? Millions of them. Okay. Now, I said this before on a, on a podcast, and I'm going to say it again so everybody can understand. When in 2007, we went to the Sugar Bowl and played Georgia, right? That was worth to our university, not our athletic department, not our football program, the general fund of the school. It was worth $24 million. Now, you want to boycott $24 million? Go ahead. 
All I would say is I wouldn't be surprised if they don't if they do ever him but take the field or stand on the field and do nothing. Well, I think I think this is really going to be an interesting thing because if they do, then we'll see whether the whether the uh, NCAA and the bowl committee and all of those people got any guts or whether they'll fold. And I think that's I think it's going to be an interesting standoff. And I'm, I, you know, we saw, I, I was, I think here's, here's interesting. I saw, I was watching a, a soccer game the other day in the uh, uh, FA Cup. And I'm trying to think who it was. The team. You're, you're, you're enjoying your football, man, okay. these days. Yeah, I, I think it was Reading, I think, if I'm not mistaken. The club had basically gone bankrupt. They couldn't pay, they decided to pay the players, but they couldn't play the pay the front office people and all that kind of stuff, right? So at a, at the prescribed time during the game, the fans in support of the club threw tennis balls on the on the field. Now, I'm not in favor of throwing things on the field cuz it's dangerous, but I would think the Florida State fans, if they want to handle it the right way, don't interrupt the game, but do something like I don't know, wearing all the same color or whatever to bring attention to the fact that this is not a this is not an equitable process. David Jackson, can't wait for Limerick. We can't either, David. Just so you're aware, everybody else is aware. Everyone's going to get emails this weekend. It's been moved to Championship Sunday. We're going to open the doors at five. We're going to have a live show at six. The AFC Championship starts on Sky Sports at 8. We're going to go across at 8 o'clock straight. There's going to be a massive projector with Sky Sports. And the pints are on, Jeff. Uh, bring that hey, on. Hey, um, hey, hey. Now, remember, we, we got to plug this, right? We talked about this, right? Are you going off script on me now? I can't remember what we're going to plug. <laughs> we are going to have merchandise available on the tour, right? And... Partial proceeds of that merchandise is going to go to what? It's going to go to American the Jeff's Football. Vegas Fund. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's going to go to American Football Ireland, and the rest is going to go to Michael. And so, you know, so he can buy his, his wife. It's a cool nice to you. So he can buy his wife a nice present because he hasn't been home in four months. It's her birthday on Super Bowl Sunday. Like is literally, it? like you're killing oh, me, man. You are really. I tell you what. Here, I actually have one more question, right? Um, there's more on that merch coming soon. Um, very, very quickly, we can't talk too much about this, but there's a league meeting next week, December league meeting in Dallas, the 11th to the 13th. Do we see Madrid or Brazil get the go-ahead? Your guy, John Sutcliffe, um, if you're not sure who John Sutcliffe is, folks, he's this guy who's on TV and does this. He came out on Monday Night Football overnight and said that in English, he said it in English, he's he's fully he's very confident that Brazil gets a game week one next year. They're, like, do you feel like Brazil or, or Spain could be announced next week? That's all I'm doing. I'm gonna give you a wink. See, senor. Oh, okay, See, and I think we 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 will be speaking. I, I'm just gonna say this. We may be speaking both Spanish and Portuguese. However, if it comes down to one or the other, I think we'll speak Spanish first before we speak Portuguese. That's just my feeling. 
the Jeff Ryan Bull Show and Provable Ireland. There's no association with the NFL National Football League. <laughs> we are presented by Elite Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Jeff, another week down, man. We're getting there. We're almost there, man. Getting emotional already thinking about it. Chat to you soon, yeah? Yeah, I'll bet. You bet. Take care. This is Aloha from the Jeff Reinbold Show, brought to you by 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both Ireland and UK. And we are always available on the Pro Football Ireland network of podcasts. Or just search Jeff Reinbold Show. It's there too. Good night. God bless. <laughs>